Hello, world family. Welcome to another episode of Couple of Lattes. Uh, big shout out to each and every person listening in or watching in, if that's a phrase, from whatever part of the world you're in. Uh, I find it so amazing that we can live in a world today where I can uh, record this in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm literally connecting to people from all over the world. Uh, recently, looking at the analytics, it's insane to see that 20% now of the audience plus are from the States. So, howdy y'all. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't butcher that. I did spend a little bit of time in the States, so I think my accent is not too bad. But yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge how amazing that is, regardless of where you are in the world. I know there's people tuning in from all around Europe. There's people tuning in from Australia, New Zealand. There's people tuning in from uh, countries in Asia, even, and in South America. So uh, welcome. And if anyone is from a country or a continent that I haven't mentioned yet, uh, maybe you can send me a message on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Couple of Lattes, and that's all in the info below this podcast. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. I'm super pumped on it. Um, so welcome, guys. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things uh, straight off the bat. So I wanted to introduce you guys to some things that I've been thinking about recently in terms of the podcast going forward into next year, because it's crazy to think that we're only four days out from Christmas now. Crazy. What a year 2020 has been, huh? But essentially what I'm, what I'm thinking about doing uh, is, and I'm going to do this. I'm not even thinking about it. It's going to happen. So... Every Monday is going to be convos, so conversations for people who aren't familiar with Australian lingo, uh, and that's going to be with guests. Uh, so that'll be a range of topics. Basically, what I'm trying to do is uh, get more and more interesting people to talk about um, specific topics on the show uh, for my learning and for your learning. And I think those are definitely the most engaging podcasts. It looks like those are the ones they get the most engagement on. So I'm going to make sure I keep those coming out every Monday at 7 a.m. Wednesday is going to be solutions to your problems. So basically every Wednesday, it's going to be a podcast focused on, um, you know, really nuancey kind of problems that people have everything from waking up to the, the your alarm in the morning to getting into a routine to making decisions um, all of those kind of little things that show up as problems or perceived problems in the day to day uh, the, the goal is to provide you with a bunch of tips and tools solutions that have worked for me solutions that I've found through my own research uh, with the hope that that uh, allows you to dive deeper into your own rabbit hole and come up with your own solutions so that your perceived problems just disappear or at least disappear for some time anyway. I'm sure they'll pop up every now and again, but at least you'll have the toolkit to go back to uh, and make better decisions and, uh, yeah, basically live a more joyful life, a more in peace kind of lifestyle. And Friday is going to be a new one. So it's going to be three a week now instead of two. Uh, big challenge I'm taking on here, but I'm ready for it. Friday is going to be into the rabbit hole with me. So basically that's anything that's kind of blowing my mind at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to dive into almost like a philosophical rabbit hole and basically share the thoughts and the feelings that are coming up inside my head, inside my heart about a specific topic. Um, so that'll be deep things like God or the universe or um, topics of prejudice or um, topics of being just or versus unjust, topics like fear, like love. Um, so if that's kind of more your thing, um, then tune in Fridays at 7am for that one there. I understand that that won't be for everyone. That's totally fine. That's kind of why I'm structuring the podcast the way I am now. So just to recap, Monday, 7am guests, so conversations with guests. Wednesday is going to be solutions to your problems. So that's just a super uh, short, concise podcast podcast. 
um, each week at 7 a.m. on Wednesday, trying to find uh, usable solutions for you to the problems that you face each and every day. And then Friday, that's where we get deep as fuck. That's into the rabbit hole with me. Anyway, uh, this week there is not going to be any guests on the show. So today and Wednesday, um, that's because I pulled Chris. So he was going to be this week. So Chris Cannon, if you haven't listened to that podcast already, um, scroll down on whatever podcast platform you're using. It's literally the episode before this. That's an incredible podcast. But I pulled him back a week just because this is Christmas week. So I don't think there's going to be a hell of a lot of people tuning in, which is totally uh understandable you know you're most likely spending this time with your families and trying to make the most out of what is uh, arguably one of the craziest years of most of our lives um so yeah that's the housekeeping stuff out of the way today i just wanted to talk about indecision uh we're coming into the christmas period everyone's buying presents everyone's uh trying to figure out exactly what it is they're going to do next year and this is where moments like this i find is where indecision really creeps in uh, and for years, I was plagued by indecision. And for years, I basically pushed the hard decisions onto other people and became like a sheep. Uh, and I think that's really easy to do. And uh, our egos tend to um, enjoy falling into that trap because it means comfort for us, right? But quite often, being an indecisive person tends to mean that your dreams stay just that, dreams. They never really become reality because you're too afraid uh, to make the decisions and be accountable for the failures that will result in those dreams becoming a reality. So first I wanna cover off a few things that might be causing uh, your indecision. The first one is you don't believe in your ability to think for yourself. Um, now this is a big one and I think it's super obvious all over the world now, especially because we're so flooded with all of these other thoughts and feelings and ideas on social media and on the internet. And quite often, it's just easy to subscribe to another person's thought pattern instead of listening to them and be like, okay, do I agree with this? Do my principles align with this? Is this really something that I could see myself being a part of? Um, and I think, yeah, I think that trap's really easy to fall into nowadays. Um, so that's the first one. You don't believe in your ability to think for yourself. And that's not to say that I know there'll be people saying, well, it's impossible to actually develop your own thoughts um, because we're so influenced by everything around us. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is taking the thoughts of others, processing them yourself and coming to your own conclusions. Um, so that's one of the main, uh, the main points to your indecisiveness. Second one is you're afraid of being accountable. Um, so this is a big one, guys. Fear is, there's basically two big motivators, right? It's fear and love. Fear is a huge one when it comes to being accountable because quite often we associate being accountable with uh, like the good parts of being accountable with winning, right? But the reality is that in order to win, we need to fail a lot of times and we need to make the wrong decisions. Um, and that's part of being human. That's part of the human experience. Um, and for a lot of people, that's a really scary thing to understand that, okay, if something goes wrong here, I'm the one accountable. I'm the one who needs to take responsibility for, for a failure. Um, the third one is you do not want to take responsibility for your life. Now, this is a big one, and this might cut straight to the heart of things for you. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, fuck you, Jack. Like, you don't know me. I want to take responsibility for my life. How could you say I don't want to take responsibility for my life? 
chances are if you're having that kind of reaction, then maybe this is a big reason for your indecisiveness. Um, and it's a hard one, right? Um, admitting to the fact that we are afraid to take responsibility for our own life, um, it's challenging to our egos, but it's really important to take that first step and be like, all right, I really am afraid of taking responsibility for my, for my own life. And this is holding me back in so many ways. And when you're able to do that, and when you're able to start understanding that you need to be the one that takes responsibility for everything, everything in your life, even if it's out of your control, you still have the responsibility to make the choices that follow that event. That's a big one. And the last one, I guess these are all big ones, right? The last one is your ego seeks comfort. Uh, so what I mean by this is, so your ego, that little voice inside your head, it's always looking out for what's best for the ego, right? And that tends to be somewhere where it's comfortable and it doesn't need to be put in an uncomfortable situation. And making decisions, unfortunately, is uncomfortable for a lot of people. So your ego is just screaming at you to be like, you know what, just sit back, just let 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 this chick make the decision or, or let this dude make the decision. Uh, and then you don't have to do anything. And then if something happens, it's not your fault. So that's that little voice in your head that, uh, that keeps you in this comfort zone. Now let's get into some tips and tools that have helped me and I think will help you uh, on how to be more decisive. So first one is to don't overthink it. And this is especially applicable for those tiny little decisive moments. And this ties in with what I'm about to say next, which is to practice decision. Uh, so this could be as simple as next time you go to a restaurant, when you look at the menu, open it up, have a brief scan through. And then the first thing that you think appeals to you, pick it and don't, don't get indecisive. Just go, yep, this is it. Close the menu, done. Another one would be maybe if you're on Netflix and you're scrolling through and I guarantee a lot of people are kind of nodding their heads right now and, and you spend more time trying to pick a show, a show than you actually spend watching a show there's a, an opportune moment to practice decisiveness to go, all right, this is the show I'm watching, click it, play. So that kind of ties into not overthinking it. The problem is when we get too analytical about situations is we're constantly bringing up the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. And by the time we actually come to any sort of decision, it's too late. The, the event that we've been trying to prevent or the situation that we've been trying to solve has already been solved or it's already happened. So don't overthink it. The second one is to make decisions quickly, but not in haste. So what I mean by that is it's important. Um, you can be decisive, but also to have a strategic approach to it, right? Um, it's important to acknowledge um, the what if scenarios to a degree, right? Be, I guess, strategic about the way you make your decisions. Um, I'd rather you you don't go out there and go turn up at a at a bungee jump site, and before anyone's even tied the bungee cords on, you're going, "Yep, I'm jumping." Go. There needs to be procedure in place, right? That can be part of your decision making process, and maybe it could be as simple as getting a pen and pad out and writing down what you think might be the five steps or four steps or three steps, whatever your step by step process is when you're making a decision. So maybe it could be a some, something as simple as step one, identify the actual problem. Step two, brainstorm uh, multiple solutions. Step three, analyze the solutions and decide on the best solution. Step four, uh, 
acknowledge any potential uh, shortfalls. Step five, make the decision. So make decisions quickly, but strategically, not in haste. The next one is to scare yourself. Uh, so what I mean by this is decisions are scary, right? Making a decision is scary and it tends to live in our uh, uncomfortable zones, right? Outside of our comfort zones, outside of our ego's perceived comfort zones. So when you're constantly scaring yourself and trying novel things, trying new things, um, you, what you're doing is you're basically pushing out those boundaries and you're proving to yourself and you're, you're proving to your ego in particular that, you know what, you aren't in control ego. I am willing to push the boundaries. I am willing to try new things. I am comfortable in fearful situations. I am comfortable with being uncomfortable. So fearful situations could look like um, sparking up a conversation with a stranger in an elevator, smiling at someone on the street, going traveling to a country that people don't speak that much English, asking someone out at the bar. Uh, it could be trying new exercise in the gym. It could be signing up for a competition. It could be just those simple day-to-day -day things where you normally go, oh, no, I won't do that. The elevator one is a great one, right? Like talking to someone in an elevator. That's an uncomfortable situation. But the more you put yourself in these situations where you're scaring yourself, the more you practice being in an uncomfortable situation, the easier it is when it comes to making decisions because decisions are inherently uncomfortable. And the next one is to find a healthy mix of gut and mind. So what I mean by that is instincts and logic. There is a healthy mix, right? If you're constantly relying on just gut instinct for everything and you're not thinking through uh, maybe the shortfalls to your decision making, chances are you're going to experience some pretty catastrophic failures. Um, so there is a need for a bit of logic when you're making decisions, but don't get over analytical because if you get over analytical, over overly logical, and you don't really listen to what your instincts are telling you, you'll just fall into this trap of overanalyzing. And once again, you'll get to a point where you just analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze that you analyze yourself out of making a decision. Someone else makes it for you and you're back where you started. So find that balance. The next one is to journal about your choices. So the reason I've put this one down there is when we actually write out and acknowledge what might have gone well in terms of the decisions we made during the day or what might not have gone well with the decisions we made during the day, is we kind of open up this dialogue with ourselves where we're able to see what's uh, what's going well in our decision making and what's not going so well. So then when it comes to another you know challenging decision in the future, we already understand a process that is working for us and we can apply that. So journal down and have open these dialogues with yourself. A lot of people dwell on the negatives of the day, but I find when you're journaling, it's really important to acknowledge what worked well as as well, <laughs> because by acknowledging what worked well, you can then apply those, those tips, those tricks, those processes into the following day, and then you're building up uh, momentum into the future rather than dwelling on what didn't work so well. So acknowledge what worked well and build up those processes over time. The next one is to hang out with people who enable you to be accountable. So what I mean by this is quite often, if we don't like to make decisions, we're just going to hang out with people that make the decisions for us, right? Sorry about that noise, a bit of construction going on. Um, and the problem with that is when you're hanging out with people who are 
making all the decisions for you is you just fall into this comfort zone and you're never going to be able to escape into a place where you can make your own decisions. So it's really important to select people to be in your group. And sometimes this might mean that you have to say sayonara to people you've been hanging out with for years. But ask yourself, do you want to be the person who becomes accountable, who becomes responsible, who becomes successful, who is able to make decisions for themselves and take control and command of their own lives? Or do you want to be a puppet? It's harsh reality, but it's the truth. If you hang out with people that enable you to be indecisive, you're going to be indecisive. But if you hang out with people who say, hold on a minute, Jack, this is your decision to make. You need to be accountable for this. Guess what? You're going to become accountable. You're going to be a better decision maker and you're going to be a better person. Next one is to be prepared and flexible. Decisions don't always get a plan. And even when they do get a plan, there's always little nuancy things that don't go right. So be prepared for that and be flexible for potential outcomes. This comes back to uh, making decisions quickly, but not in haste. Have a process in place. Understand what the shortfalls of your decision might be. Be prepared for them. By being prepared for them and understanding that certain things might happen, then if they happen, at least you're you're prepared and you don't end up associating decisiveness with negativity. You end up associating with, okay, you know what, Jack? It didn't go to plan, but you had uh, you had an idea of what might uh, what might change. You had an idea of what the shortfalls were, and you were able to provide solutions and be flexible in that situation. And the last one is to be now, be present. The problem a lot of the times with decision making is we fall into this trap of overanalyzing what may happen in the future, or we end up overanalyzing what we may have done in the past. The problem with that is it pushes us into this negative state of mind of anxiety or depression. And when we're in that state of mind, it's impossible to make a decision for the present moment. So if you find that you're falling into these kind of anxiety loops or depressive loops, then it might pay to figure out some, you know, breathing techniques or any sort of methods that help pull you back into the present moment. It may be that you need to take five minutes to yourself to sit down and just breathe. It may be that you need to go for a 10 minute stroll throughout the day, but be now because that is when the decision needs to be made. Thanks for listening guys. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Hello again, friend. Thanks for listening to the entirety of that episode. I truly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And if you're using Apple podcasts, huge favor to ask you, can you please leave a five-star rating? leave a comment, leave a review, and be sure to share this with anyone in your life that you think it'll impact positively. Uh, each and every rating and, the, and review that we get on Apple Podcasts helps beat the algorithm and get the podcast out to more people. And I think these conversations are worth sharing. So thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Couple of Lattes. <laughs>